Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Girlish. My name is Gage, and I'm here with my co-host, Olivia. Hey, everyone. It's me. Um, so I guess we just wanted to start this video, this video, this episode off by just kind of saying, you know, we like to tackle a lot of serious topics on this podcast, and we try and bring a sense of humor to it just to make more light of the situation. But the topic today, I feel like, is a little bit different just because of the severity of it. Um, so I just want to make sure that, you know, everybody knows that this is a very serious topic. We don't take anything lightly, and we just want to make sure everybody is aware of that before we get into really anything. Yeah, um, we debated on, like, how we should go about doing this. We didn't know if, like, we should have a normal episode. We just, like, launched the the dramatic readings and this pop culture segment. And we thought it was, you know, a little inappropriate for this time to be talking about these things going on within our country right now. So this episode is going to be a lot more serious, which is funny because I think last episode we ended it with our next episode is going to be like, it's going to be fun. We promise. We promise. But um, obviously (laughs) we did not expect this to happen. Um, We, well, we all knew it was going to happen, but we did not expect it to happen on Friday, at least, I mean, I wasn't aware of anything. So it was a shock. And um, I really do feel like this is going to be like one of those like, like crazy things that will, that our history books are going to have. But do you want to tell everyone what's happening, what's going on just for, yeah. 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 So yesterday, Roe v. Wade was overturned by the Supreme Court. So if you don't know what that means, Basically, it means that the right to get an abortion is no longer protected. So there are some states in this country where it is now illegal to get an abortion, like through traditional terms, like going to a clinic. Obviously, you know, this isn't going to stop abortions from happening, which is another topic that we can get into a little bit later. Um, But, you know, people do not, they no no longer have access to abortions in some places of this country, which is extremely crazy to think that in some places of this country, women do not have the right to make a choice about something that is in regards to their own body. Um, And like yesterday, it was a Friday. I feel like everybody was excited. It was Friday. I got paid yesterday. It was payday for a lot of people too. And then the first thing I see when I go on Twitter, Instagram, is that that just happened. And like you kind of said, it wasn't really a surprise. I feel like it's been a debate that's been happening a lot over the last year or so. But just to see it actually confirmed and it go into motion and it be approved, it's kind of, it's just, I don't know, it's really mind-blowing. Yeah, um, this decision, I think we're all all going to remember where exactly we were whenever we found out the news. This is like something that would stick with every single one of us because Roe v. Wade was uh, a case that made precedent. It was 1973. So we've abortions have been accessible and legal federally um, since 1973. So by the time I was born, um, it was been twenty. It was twenty three years that people could have had like abortions, and then obviously, it, that's just crazy to think that like this 
law, law of the land has been ex- in existence for, um, I think it's been over 50 years, hasn't it? 70, am I bad at math? But, um, I am too, but it sounds right. <laughs> yeah. So it's been law of the land for uh, a very long time. And so this happening, it's truly Handmaid's Tale-esque, very spooky, scary. Um, and like, yeah, where I was whenever I found out the news was I was on a call for um, I'm a, I'm doing I'm a part of the Pride Inclusion Network at my job. I'm the co-chair, and we were on a call with the HR department, and one of the people that helped us that's helping us run it. Uh, she like was like I need to take a moment of silence. Like I she found out on the call, um, and she she turned off her camera and she was like tearing up, like crying. And like, she like, that was the first time I heard it. She announced it to us. Like we all just like found out at that moment. And it was like, really just like heartbreaking that like, this is like going to affect so many lives. And these people that made these decisions um, do not agree with the majority of America. 70% of Americans believe that women should have the, the right to choose. And so the fact that it's such a minority in this country and it was able to be passed by people we did not elect to be in the Supreme Court and that have lifelong positions in the Supreme Court uh, is really scary because I don't even know where we go from here. That's the scariest part to me. It's just that, like you said, 70% of people in this country don't agree with this decision or think that women should not have the right to bodily autonomy. And here we are having it taken away. And the Supreme Court, just honestly, the structure of this country, it's a little concerning to a lot of people. I feel like a lot of people that aren't from America are like, wow, you have like a panel of old people that basically decide all the laws in your country. That's crazy. Like, it's really hard to think about because for so long, in school, we were taught that this is just how it is. But now that we're adults and like you really think about what's going on and what they're taking away, it's like we really are having our lives dictated by this small group of people that we had no say in, you know, making decisions on behalf of us. And they're essentially making those decisions based on their own personal beliefs, whether it's due to religion or just the way that they grew up. Like, they have the power of changing this country and making us do what they want us to do based on their own personal beliefs. And it's like, we don't really have a say in anything. And it's, it's just scary to think about. That's what I said. Like the first thing I said to Russell was like, this feels like handmaid's tale chapter one, like it's starting. It's really not that far off. And I feel like when that show first came out, everyone was like, oh my God, this is so crazy. Like, I can't believe a world like this would even exist. But there's small glimpses of it continuously happening in modern day times right now. And it's it's just scary to think about because if they can take this away, like what, what else would they possibly want to go after next? Yeah, um, I just... I'm so like every minute oh, it hits me more and more. Like I, I'll like forget about it for a second. I'll be doing something. And then I'm just like all of a sudden hit with like, what, like what's happening right now? And it's like, there's a lot of ratific, there's a lot of implications. There's a lot of things that are going to come from this decision. Um, this is just the beginning. And, um, and I don't like want to scare anyone, but like, I'm scared. Like, I, I think everyone is scared right now. 
And I, I obviously advocate for everyone to do what they can to play their part in terms of protesting, donating to um, any abortion clinics or services that could use the assistance during this time. But this decision affects a large, like 60% of the population, people that have uteruses. Um, I know that we, it's important to distinguish that abortion rights are also can also affect trans people. So it isn't just a woman's right issue. But if you do hear us say women's rights and uh, women's bodies, just know that it's the language that like everyone's using and I've adopted it. And it's it's not meant to be transphobic in any sense or to belittle trans men or trans masculine experience. Um, and I just want to put that out there. But um, yeah, so it definitely extends and affects a large part like of, of our population. And so I just, I find it super, super scary that like this minority of people can affect over, over 50% of like of people who have uteruses. Like, I don't know. And I feel like it is obviously a a women's issue um, because, you know, women are able to give birth, but I feel like anybody, everybody in this country should be concerned about this because even if you're a man or even if you don't have a uterus and you can't give birth, there's still a portion or a group of people in this country that don't have the ability to make a decision regarding something that involves their own body. And that's scary. You should be scared that there are people that aren't able to make their own decision regarding what happens to them. Like that should be concerning to everybody. So, you know, I've seen men saying like, oh, that it's a really sad day for women. Like I stand by you. Like that's good. Like I'm happy that you're conscious about what's going on and you support women and their reproductive rights. But at the same time, you should just be scared for this country in general, because if women are now not able to make those decisions for themselves, there are so many other minority groups in this country that rights can be stripped away to from as well. So it's like, it obviously affects a specific portion of the population, but at the same time, everybody should be concerned and everybody should be aware of what's going on, especially because of, you know, some remarks that people have been saying like, oh, this comes first, but what about all the other landmark decisions that have been made in the past regarding like contraceptives or gay marriage or anything like that? And it's like, it just makes you think about what could possibly come next now that this is actually in effect, because I feel like, like we've said, nobody's really 100% shocked because of the direction that we've been going in, but it's real. Like, it's a thing now. I am I just know that a large, the people that are going to be affected by this decision isn't going to be the politicians making it, because um, we've seen that there's been alleged abortions that Don- uh, Donald Trump has, like, has paid off. Um, and paid to silence. There's been alleged like a, a number of abortions that politicians have had, Republican politicians making these decisions. Um, and so they are going to have access to abortion. Rich people are going to have access to abortion. Um, the people making these controls, this power are going to have access to abortions. Who is not going to have access are going to be the marginalized communities, the people who can't afford to leave the state to get it or cannot afford fines to be fined, charged, imprisoned if they go somewhere else to get it, who um, live in poor neighborhoods, people of color, 
And it's just, it's going to affect a large part of the population that is already forgotten. And like, that's what hurts me so much is because I, I, I know that these people making these decisions aren't going to be, aren't going to see this and like the dangers that this is going to have. And this is going to kill women. This is going to kill people. It's going to, um, a, taking away abortions does not stop abortions. It stops safe, accessible access to safe abortions. And, um, yeah, so that's why the law ended up got, like coming into place. I know that, um, women are going to, women are going to go to extreme lengths to not carry a child to term if they do not want it. And that is scary. Um, because this isn't going to prevent deaths the way that they're saying we need to protect the baby life. This is going to cause death. These people are not pro-life. They are pro-death. They are pro the death of women. They are pro the control of women. They are pro forced birth. And it is super, 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 super scary. And I hate that we have to make this whole episode about this, but like, there's nothing else more important than talking about this right now because it is such such an important and scary thing that everyone needs to take seriously. Like this is this is the first step of a lot of things to come, and we cannot let this pass by in the news cycle. We have to make sure that we take this seriously and we push to make sure nothing else can happen. And I know it's hard because like I don't know what else we can do, but just like be vocal, be outspoken, fight call your representatives, donate, like everything you can. Don't let this momentum stop. You have to keep pushing. Yeah. And I, I don't want to be offensive at all. And I'm sorry if (laughs) this is like mean of me. I'm just going to be very blunt here. I feel like probably one of the biggest components of people's argument against abortion is because of religion. It's because The Bible says that life is, you know, the baby is alive as soon as it's conceived. And that's fine. Like, I really don't care what anyone's belief is. I don't have anything against religion. But tell me why we all have to live under the rules of the Bible if we're not all religious. That doesn't make any sense to me. I don't care what you do with your own time. I don't care what your beliefs are. But the idea that every single person in this country, even in this planet, probably, if they could have it that way, has to follow a God that we don't even believe in is absolutely crazy to me. And it's like, I don't understand that literally the biggest issue in this country is that people just can't mind their own business and they can't fathom the fact that people are not living their life according to the rules that they live theirs by. And like, if you don't want to get an abortion, then don't get one. Don't get one. It's really not that serious. But like I said, we should not be holding people accountable for not being religious and following your rule book. Like it doesn't apply to all of us. And it's crazy that we're basically all living under this rule now because people think it's against God to have an abortion. Like I, I do not care about what God thinks if I or anybody else is going to have an abortion. If they want to have one, that's fine. If you think we're going to go to hell for having one, that's fine. But we should still be able to have one. And if you don't want to get one, then don't. A, I, yeah, exactly. Um, Israel and Israel abortion is, is legal. They, that's like a, that's a right. I know for a lot of Jewish people, that's a right. 
So like, it just, it makes me so mad that like these people can believe in this like Judeo Christianity, like values and stuff. And it's like, no, this is, this is completely not a separation of church and state. This is a clear example of that. A cluster of cells is not a life. That's why your birthday isn't your conception day. Your birthday is when the day that you are born. And it just, it makes me mad that people think that these, these little things that are growing inside of you, that you can't even distinguish if it's fucking a rat or a human, um, a human, uh, uterus or whatever, human embryo, like you're going to consider that a life when it's not. And regardless if you think it's alive, it's a woman's right to choose whether or not she wants to keep that within her body. Because the dangers that come with pregnancy isn't isn't like you're gonna have a baby, you're gonna be fine. Like women go through so much shit to have a child, the effects that it does in your body long term, the dangers that it could have. If a woman has a baby and it's a stillbirth, the government can't know if you cause that death or if the baby just died by natural causes. So you can be in prison. And that happened in Texas, not like I think like a month ago or a few months ago, a woman was sent to prison because she had a stillbirth and they said that you tried aborting your baby. And like that already happened. And so- that is like insanity to me. And that's going to be the stories to come within the next few months. We're going to see the implications, the drastic effects that this is going to have. And then we're going to see more and more states and local government that are going to be making laws where people can't go outside the outside the, the, the state to get the access. I am respecting and I'm seeing a lot of um, companies stepping up and saying, we're going to pay for any relocation or any like um, fees for your abortion and we're going to pay for any travel expenses and we're going to make sure that like we can protect you legally where we can if you work for our company, if you need access to a safe and uh, abortion. And so I think that is really awesome. And I'm seeing companies doing that. Very disappointed in my company. It's not doing that. Um, I haven't seen any announcements or news regarding that. Um, I'm really, really disappointed in that. But um, I have been seeing really cool, cool things coming out of that. And I think more companies need to do that. I think the hit the hit the politicians where it hurts the money, the corporations. And I think that's a big step forward to doing that. But also grassroots efforts. People need to go out in the streets. People need to protest. People need to speak up. Constantly keep sharing resources. Constantly keep doing things to make sure that we. this isn't normal. This is not normal. We do not live in a normal time. And we cannot live like this is normal. Yeah. And it's insane to me that a lot of people think that every person that engages in sexual intercourse, like wants a baby, like to can just completely ignore all of the other circumstances that could happen, whether it be like unconsensual sex or, you know, a minor gets pregnant on accident, regular couples sometimes don't plan to get pregnant and sometimes they do and sometimes they're not prepared to take care of that baby. So it's like, it's so crazy that people kind of just push aside all of the other circumstances that a baby could be born out of. And you think, oh, just because the Bible says that it's, they're alive, that they should be able to stay. Like you do realize that some women have health complications and if they carry a baby, to full term, they will die. Like they will no longer be on this earth. They will, the baby will be motherless. If they have a father, the father will be a single father. Like, is that what you want? Like, do you want somebody to die for a baby to be born? Do you want a 13 year old that was, you know, she had unconsensual sex with somebody 
do you want her to, to carry that baby to term? Do you think that a 13 year old is able to take care of a baby? And they're like, oh, well, you can like, the government will help and put it in foster care or something like you want to put a baby into foster care willingly. Like it just, it just doesn't make sense that, you know, we can have this idea that, you know, not everybody has sex to have kids. Things happen, accidents happen, not everybody's prepared. And at the end of the day, if, you know, nobody's getting abortions when the baby is seven months old and it's like, it's heart's beating and you can fully see through an ultrasound that it is actually a fetus now. Like nobody's actually doing that. We're talking about instances where people are very, 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 very early on and they realize that, okay, I, before this gets any farther, I don't think I can take care of this baby. So I need to take care of it in this way. And it's, it's just so blown, blown out of proportion that people think, that babies that are two weeks from being born are being aborted because literally nobody's doing that. Most abortions are done by taking a fucking pill. It's not like this invasive thing that I feel like a lot of like conservatives try and make it think like it is. Like it is. Um, it's literally a pill the majority of times. And like this idea of like a late stage abortion happening does not happen. And in the cases that it does happen and like the very rare cases that it does happen is because this is, the life that's living in it has died or is going to die. And if it continues living within this woman's body, this woman is going to die. It, ha- it happens for health reasons. The majority of time, if it is like a late, late stage um, abortion that ha- happens. So I, I don't know. I, I just, I find this idea that we need to stop, like make abortions illegal. We need to make that happen. And then women will stop getting abortions. Like, the way that you cut down and prevent people from getting abortions is having um, affordable housing, having um, ways to help um, a baby get access to pre-K, get access to baby formula, get access to resources from um, their parents, um, make sure that we don't imprison their parents for black marginalized communities. We need to make sure they have free health care. Those things are what bring abortion rates down is when people have access to the resources they need to actually have a child. The majority of Americans are poor and they're getting poorer and poorer. And if you take away, if you take away the option for someone to whether or not they can or can't have a child and they are forced to have a child, these kids are going to suffer if there's nothing put into place to protect them after they're born. And there's nothing put into place currently that will protect them. There is not free health care in this country. You need a job to have health care. And even then, it's still not free. You pay monthly out of your out of your paycheck. Like it is ridiculous. And I just I get so frustrated furious because um, I, it's not about the, the idea of life for conservative people. They, they don't care about life. They care about control. They care about power. They want to have control over women's bodies. And it's been like that since day one. And I mean, it kind of came true. They, they really got what they wanted. And it's clear that we have very strong opinions about this. And, We've said multiple times that, you know, everybody should be informed. Everybody should be doing their research and being vocal and sharing their own opinions about this, because obviously, um, you know, we've gone through a lot of shitty things in this country over the last couple of years. And if anything, we can still make sure that we're just speaking up and discussing the issues at hand. And I guess what we also kind of wanted to talk about was 
one of the Supreme Court justices said something that was very alarming um, after they made their decision. And it's kind of like our worst nightmare because we're kind of seeing everything. It's like a domino effect. Like once they take something, yep. it's like, oh, we got this. It's it's time to go after everything else that has happened that we disagree with over the last couple of years. And yeah, so I guess I could just kind of jump into it. So after the decision was made, um, Clarence Thomas made some interesting remarks. So basically he brought up three other landmark decisions in this country. Uh, so basically Griswold versus Connecticut, which was a decision that declared married couples the right to contraception, Lawrence versus Texas, which invalidated sodomy laws making same-sex sexual activity legal, and also Obergefell versus Hodges, which established the right for gay, mar- gay couples to marry within the country. And he specifically said that the court should reconsider all three decisions, saying that it had a duty to correct the error established in those precedents. Then he said, overruling these demonstrably erroneous decisions, the question would remain whether or not constitutional provisions protected the rights that they established. So he's basically saying that these were mistakes and they should have never passed. And now that we have tackled Roe v. Wade, we should go back and take a look at these, which literally affects a much broader population, which is literally the LGBT community. Um, A funny thing about Clarence Thomas, a really funny thing is that he's a court on the Supreme Court who is supposed to act. um, Obviously, all the justices have a political leaning, but he's supposed to act as someone who is um, who sees law in a nonpartisan way. He's supposed to analyze and see law and interpret law in a nonpartisan way. But we literally know how much of a radical asshole he is because his wife, his fucking wife, was at the insurrection on January 6th. His wife was literally at the the Trump rally insurrection on January 6th. So he has that tie already with literally overturning the government. Um, And I think that just says so much about the kind of person that he is but this the revoking of gay marriage scares me because i don't know how this is going to affect my partner and i getting married um it's something that we've been talking about more and more um if it gets illegal in florida what do we do like what is what is our goal what is our steps how how do we I also don't know, and there's more research, like the gay people that are already married in these states, are they going to, is their licenses automatically going to be just revoked? Are they no longer going to be married in these states? It's it, like a scary, like if one of us is ever sick and um, will we not be able to see one another in a hospital because we are allowed to be married in that state? Like what effects does this have over like us like long-term if this is something that happens? Another thing, these sodomy laws that are going to be, that they want to like make illegal again, making gay sex legal or gay relations legal. The definition of sodomy is anal or oral sex. So a sodomy law also makes it illegal to give anyone oral sex, regardless of it being heterosexual or homosexual. That's what sodomy is. But of course, 
what they mean is gay people. They're going to make it illegal for gay people to have sex. So the privacy of what goes on in their bedroom, you can no longer have that. There's no longer, if someone finds out that you're gay, you can literally be in prison and charged for being gay just for having a relationship with someone else. Like that is insane to me that that is happening. And I just, I like, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I just feel like I'm like losing it. Like what is happening right now? And I've been talking with Emily and I'm like, how, like we have to get out of this fucking country. Like if this keeps happening, like I, I don't know what to do. Like, and it seems ridiculous to be like, I'm going to move out of my country because I hate what they're doing. But like, it does feel like I'm going to be forced out at a certain point. Like what's next? Are they going to say that? Like, I mean, we're already seeing it with trans kids being like hormones being revoked from them. Um, what's next? Is it going to be, um, adults where, um, adults can't have medical treatment. Adult trans people can't have medical treatment. Um, like it feels like this is going to be something that's going to come up within our lifetimes where they're going to try and make it illegal for trans people to have access to any sort of trans healthcare. I just want to remind everybody that we're in 2022. Like the fact that we're having this discussion at this big year is insane to me. Like 20 years ago, I feel like they had more rights than we did at this point where people weren't really talking about this type of thing. And it's like, how are we evolving as a society? People are literally trying to colonize other planets in our solar system, but we're concerned about what people are doing with their bodies and what people choose to do in their spare time and who they decide to love. Like that appears to be the biggest issue in this country. The world is literally crumbling. The environment in shambles. We might die in the next 100 years, but you know, it's it's not okay to have an abortion. It, it's not okay to give somebody a blowjob. That those are, those are the most pressing concerns in this country. A week ago or so, the government said that states cannot make laws regarding guns. It, it is a federal thing that we need to federally make sure that um, it's a federal thing we have to essentially have a law for. States don't have the the capability to make laws regarding guns. It's a federal issue. But when it comes to the the right to choose a woman's body, no, it's a state's issue. It's, a state. it's not a federal issue. It's, it's every state should decide. Like it doesn't make any sense. And it's obviously that there's a political leaning within the Supreme Court and it's going to be that way for forever and forever and forever and forever. And I just like, I'm just so, I'm mind blown by the everything. And I just... It's a really scary time because I don't know what's going to happen. I don't think midterms looks too great for the Democrats. I'm really upset at the Democrats that are trying to fundraise during this time. Like Roe just got overturned. Give me $15, Miss Nancy Pelosi. Um, and like all these other people that are trying to make this like a voting issue. And it's like Biden is, in the, we have a Democrat in the office. We have a Democrat, Democrats leading the house, Democrats leading the Senate. That never happens. And abortion just got overturned. Yeah. Like, it's it's like not insanity. even really a Democrat versus Republican thing at this point. Like we are, should just be angry at the government as a whole and literally everybody, because we, we have a democratic president and this, it still happened. He hasn't done anything. So it's like, it's not even a, a political affiliation issue anymore. It's just that we are just getting run into the ground at this point. Right. We keep getting told to vote, to vote, to vote. 
Like if we vote this, we're going to expect this, vote that. And it just doesn't happen. It doesn't work. And I know that there's like a lot of issues when it comes to the government. Like um, we have technically a leading Senate or House. I don't know which one they're on. But there's like the person named Joe Manchin and Kristen Cinema, And they're like really, they consider themselves Democrats, but they actually vote Republican like every time. And so we don't necessarily have an actual 50 fit or like a 50 fit. 50-50 split or the split that we need. I think it's 60-50 because of a filibuster. There's too much shit and like things in politics that essentially prevent us from actually being able to pass laws that are supporting or like protect us. And so it feels like one of those instances that like they've really have been backed into a corner and there's a million things that they can do, but they just don't want to do it because Democrats are fucking cowards. They're spineless. And it pisses me off because I just like, I like I every year I go vote and I get super into politics and like I'm always super ad, like I advocate for voting and for these politicians I get so invested in and then for them to just like not do anything I'm just like I I don't know I feel like my vote doesn't matter I feel like I really currently in this state I feel super just like stuck heartbroken and I know a lot of America feels this way and so I'm I'm just really overall just sad. Yeah, it's a sad time. It's there's been so many things that have happened over the last couple of years, um, like within the society and also now with law and legislature. So it's it's hard. You know, we just went through a global pandemic and like it just feels like we can't catch a break at this point. And I think the biggest thing is everybody should just be cautious of what's going on and Something else we kind of wanted to talk about was a comment that we received a couple of weeks ago in regards to Roe v. Wade, actually. And we weren't really going to address it because it was, it's not true. It's like, it's a comment that was made. I don't know what her intentions were by saying this or what the goal was, but it was so far off base as to what we actually do and what our message is for the podcast Um, But we just thought it was interesting because it is specifically related to Roe v. Wade. Um, So, yeah, I guess. Do you want to kind of just talk about your feeling? Because I know you had some very strong feelings when you read it the first time. Yeah. So whenever the when it was announced that Roe was going to be like the leaked document that announced that Roe was going to be overturned, we weren't posting any episodes. I don't think at that time. I think we had like, I mean, taken like a long break. So when we ended up coming back. Um, it wasn't something that was like on the news cycle. We're also not entitled to obviously make every episode really, really dramatic. So we didn't talk about the initial leak. I did mention it in this, like this, our episode titled Hunter Schaefer, um, something, something. I forgot what the actual title is, but it's the one we talked about Hunter Schaefer. I did bring it up. I brought it up as one of the things happening within America. And we've talked about it a million times on social media, how we're very outspoken in regards to um, like to women's rights and Roe v. Wade and everything. But, um, you know, sometimes we, we bring the attention of TERFs who just want to like rationalize a reason to dislike us. So we got a comment that said, um, on our video that I did mention Roe v. Wade on it. Uh, she said, while I appreciate your frank discussion of important political and social issues like gun control, I will admit I've waited and searched for a discussion among trans people and their allies about the anticipated dismantling of Roe v. Wade and the looming threat to women's reproductive rights, and I've yet to find one. 
As I assume you are both advocates of women's rights and gender equality, I'd appreciate hearing you both discuss an issue as important as this for all women, instead of ignoring it like many others are doing. So accusing like trans women, trans podcasts of ignoring Roe v. Wade, which obviously isn't the case. It isn't the case for us by any means. I feel like it's a very forward comment that is attacking us. Um, and another instance um, later, she commented the fear. So we talked about what, how it was to be uh, trans women and we fear for our lives just going out at night and it, it can be scary. And she commented, the fear you're describing of being out at night, all I can think of is welcome to womanhood. I guess you finally arrived. So full turf energy, um, the comments we were receiving and so I thought it'd be interesting to bring this up now because that comment, obviously, you know, it kind of got under our skin a little bit, especially me, because it doesn't represent us accurately at all. And what are your thoughts, I guess? It pissed me off because I feel like anybody that listens to our podcast would know that we aren't in any way trying to exclude like cis women from our conversation at all. Like, I I understand that we we are we identify as women, you know, cis women. We we don't think that we're better than them. We don't think that they're less than us just because we're trans and we had to fight for our identity and things like that. But like we have our own issues and battles to be fighting. Like there are so many things that trans women face on top of just general issues that women experience. And I'm, I'm not trying to say that trans women like experience the world worse or, you know, that we deserve more sympathy or that we're better or whatever, but it's like, we have so much and so many people fighting against us that it's very hard for us to really tackle everything and address literally everything that's going on in the world, especially regarding cis women. Like for us specifically, we cannot get pregnant. We cannot bear our own children, which is a topic that we've talked about multiple times that we are upset about. Like, obviously it sucks not to be able to conceive your own child. So like the fact that she would kind of bring that up and say like, why aren't you guys talking about it? Blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, well we have talked about so many social issues and I'm sorry that that's one thing that we haven't discussed in depth because it it's kind of hard for us to talk about, you know, like having kids and starting a family and everything. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's And then to, for her to follow up, the comment was like, oh, well, all women should feel unsafe when they're outside. So that's just normal. Like, welcome. Like, that's just weird energy. And like, that's such a weird comment to follow up with and say that like, well, you should be scared when you go out because you're a woman and that's just what we deal with. Like, okay, that shouldn't be the case. Like, I don't know why she's normalizing that. It was a comment that like put us that right. Like it was a comment that did what it needed to do where it like painted us as people that were not supportive of, of reproductive rights. And in a way where like, if we defended it, it sounded like we were standing like any way we defend it sounds like we are making an excuse. So like, it was like the perfect framing for her to do to be like, I know you don't support women's rights. And for us to be like, well, 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 like it's just going to make us sound bad in any capacity. But it's like, of course we support reproductive rights. Our voice isn't only 
on this podcast, like we have social medias where we talk about this, where we bring up events that are happening every day. And this Pride Month hasn't been easy for the trans community. It hasn't been easy for like, there's a bunch of news coming out that we've been bringing up and, and our show was never meant to be one that was super political. It was meant to be one that was lighthearted, funny. And I feel like this past like Pride Month, we haven't been able to have as much fun as we would have liked to. It, it does feel really just sad because there's just so many things so many things going on where like we can't talk about everything but and we want to but we like we also like want to be able to just like forget everything come on here and just talk about pop culture shit like have fun like goof around like that's like our show is like having like a hard time finding that balance because we are being attacked like we cannot like not talk about these things that are happening like our our identities are inherently political so it's hard trying to find that balance. And so I, I really like, um, I resent that comment a lot where the idea that the belief that we we are somehow against women's reproductive issues, like it also affects trans people. Um, and I was talking to you about this. So now with abortions being illegal comes into question IVF and other alternative forms of pregnancy. And I wanted to bring that up because the only way that I'm having a kid is through in vitro fertilization. Um, and I, do you know what in vitro is? Do you know kind of understand the, the mm -hmm. process of it? I do. Yeah. Yeah. So in vitro essentially is a way to have kids where you take out the egg and you take the sperm out of the body and you create embryos and implant them back into um, a uterus. And so that's how people like me who are now probably sterile. Um, I, I stored sperm. That's how me and my partner will probably have a child in the future. I stored sperm just in case we wanted to have kids. We do want to have kids. So the only way that I can have one is through in vitro. Um, and so by doing that, sometimes there are weaker embryos that probably won't survive. They make a ton of embryos. And if you just want one or whatever, sometimes the 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 embryos that are made they'll be they'll be like killed like not, not killed i don't like saying that but they'll be here i have like the actual wording that kind of describes better of like what it does so um assisted reproductive technology um, is what it's called so the wording of laws in some states risk unintentionally impairing access to assisted reproductive technology as they quote unquote fail to reflect biological reality or do not consider the implication of the law beyond abortion. So essentially IVF is within abortion, certain abortion laws could be deemed as an abortion. Um, the procedure uh, was designed to boost the chances for people to become pregnant, but because they have to use embryos, a ton of embryos, um, and they have to make them, some of them won't survive and that could be seen as an abortion. So now I'm freaking out. I'm calling the the chiropreservation clinic where I store my sperm and I'm trying to find out what are my steps, what's happening? Like, can they ship my sperm somewhere else? Like if I need to get this done somewhere else. So I'm kind of like in a panic right now because this affects, this goes beyond people with uteruses. Now this obviously is a human rights issue. And um, I do detest the idea that we aren't supporters of human rights. Yeah. And I feel like TERFs have this 
ability or this tendency to kind of accuse people of being not being a feminist or not supporting women's rights when they are explaining or advocating for a woman's experience that isn't their own. Like, obviously, she's a cis woman. I want to know what she's done to elevate trans voices and support the trans community. So how can you call yourself? Literally. Like, have, do you have, do you, are you educated in regards to what trans women go through, babes? Or do you just think it's our obligation to advocate for trans women and cis women, but you don't have to because for what reason? We are and a trans hosted podcast too. Like we aren't obligated to talk about anything we don't want to talk about. Yeah. They, and I, this kind of sounds bad, but like there are so many podcasts. I feel like most podcasts out there are geared toward cis straight women. So if you want to listen to a podcast of two women discussing reproductive rights specifically and specific women's issues, I'm sure you can find one. But we are a trans pop culture podcast. We talk about issues in the LGBT community and specifically regarding trans issues because we are trans. We are discussing issues that affect us daily. And just because we don't bring up something like Roe v. Wade when they first started talking about it doesn't mean that we don't support women's rights. It just, like, I don't know how that correlation was even made. So... Yeah, you you brought up a really good point because now I'm thinking I'm like okay, this woman that commented on our on our our video, the podcast that she respects that talks about women's rights, does that podcast do they talk about trans people? Do they talk about the experiences trans people are going through? Do they talk about the the fact that trans kids no longer can have um, get hormone replacement therapy in the state of Florida and trans adults cannot have any sort of gender um, uh, health care under Medicaid? Like, are they talking about those? They're not talking about that. So why are we obligated to talk about um, the other stuff? Which we are, and we're not ashamed to talk about whenever we we want to or we feel like it. But also our podcast isn't the only place our voices matter. Or, I mean, our, we also talk um, relentlessly um, on our social medias where we um, share resources the best that we can. But um, we try and come here to be funny. We try and make some jokes, some trying, you know, goof on Ben Shapiro, JK Rowling, who, uh, crazy, although she isn't from America, JK Rowling silent this entire time. If she's such a big supporter of women's rights, how come I've seen more trans women speak up than someone like a turf like JK Rowling? She's probably happy because potentially, you know, actually, no, she should be upset because some of the babies that could have been aborted might end up being trans and she has to live with that because they all have to live now. I think that's why she's upset. She's just realizing that, you know, there might be more of us now because we're all going to be born. Literally. Uh, Our worst nightmare. I just under, and I want to just say like, why hasn't she brought that up? It's so odd. I I was like looking, she hasn't brought it up. And I'm like, oh, well, you know, it's in America. She's not from America. But like the bitch like a week ago had a conversation with President Zelensky, who she thought she got completely pranked. She thought she was having a conversation about Zelensky. So she feels inclined enough to talk to a president from a different country that has nothing to do with her. So I don't know. It just seems odd that she didn't bring up anything happening with Roe v. Wade, especially because she's such a huge supporter of women's rights. 
Where is she? Lots Where's her conversation? I would say be very cautious of the bitches who will blab their mouth about trans women or about any other issue, but are dead silent about abortion. Like you clearly hate us, but do you also hate cis women too? Because now you think that they don't deserve the right to choose what they should do with their own body. Like it doesn't really make sense to me. So I don't think that's very feminist. No, not at all. There's, it sucks because this week I had so many things that I wanted to talk about. Like we had some jobs. We kind of like planned what we were going to talk about. And then this happened. So. Throughout the week, we're just sending each other like, this would be fun. And, like Elon Musk has a trans daughter. Like I wanted to talk about that so bad and we can next week, but that's just so fucking funny that this man goes on tangents and shit and like reposts and, and like share all these things that are super transphobic. And it's like, homie, like your, like your daughter is trans and like she wrote, I want nothing to do with my father. Like that's iconic. And I want to talk about that. And his his partner that he was with Grimes is now with a trans woman, which I think it's a is a full circle iconic. moment. It is like he's really just getting fucked from all different like angles from our <laughs> trans bussies. <laughs> no, next week it'll be funny because we're gonna talk about that. And also uh, dramatic readings. I love dramatic readings. And know, you had too. the brilliant idea of doing LinkedIn posts. And if anybody's on LinkedIn you know that these people are psychotic. They will write a novel about the most inconvenient thing, the least inconvenient thing that's ever happened to them. And yeah, I'll just say we have some fun things to read next week. And you think LinkedIn would be like apolitical, but like truly not. People are unhinged. No, it's so scary. Yeah. Like they literally were basically saying that they hate gay people on LinkedIn. (laughs) (laughs) And like truly with like just with their whole chest and their whole company name right on their profile, which I will be showing. I will be showing everything. I love. Yeah. Yeah. We will be shouting out the company, their title, (laughs) the everything. I don't. Right. I don't believe in cancel culture, but like. It's public information. You posted it. It's public information. You posted it. So if, if, you know, we're going to highlight it, then we're going to highlight it. If you're going to be that way, Mm -hmm. then that's on you. But. What was that? There was other things that I, there was so much fun stuff that I wanted to bring up. I also wanted to talk about our we have music now for dramatic readings in our pop culture. Yeah. That like we, we didn't talk about. Like we I like reached out to someone on Fiverr. We paid like 40 bucks and we got two like really cool songs and it was just really awesome. I'm really happy and excited about that. I think it's really good. What are your thoughts on it? I, feel like I, I like love it, it so much. It's yeah. so funny to me just because it's like so dramatic for no reason. And also shout out to Olivia and Emily for those little transitions for pop culture and dramatic readings. I love them so much. Yeah. Emily and I were like, we're like working. Um, it was just, I, I don't remember. I think it was last weekend. We were just in the in the office and I we were just like playing music out loud, both just like working on like girlish stuff. And it felt like it was super fun. It felt like inspiring. I, we just got the music back and I was super pumped to put it all together and like um, actually have um, like a cool cohesive. Now it feels like our podcast slowly but surely is getting more and more structured. I feel like we're, we're becoming bigger than we've, we've ever like wanted to be and we're having a really good show and I can't wait for the future of girlish and so much cool stuff is happening 
And I just can't wait. And next Wednesday is going to be really fucking cool. And I'm just super pumped. We sound like pop stars. We're like, guys, <laughs> just like keep waiting. We have so much in the pipeline for you. Just like hold tight. I like to thank all the little people. Yeah, thanks for like <laughs> listening because we started off at the bottom and now we're like at the top. So now thank we're like you. now we like post YouTube videos. Speaking yeah. of, if you uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel, um, we're gonna post like vlogs on there. We're gonna post obviously our our episodes here. There's an episode coming out. I want to release it this week. I haven't told you this yet, but um, the person I'm in contact with. Um, I want to do like a girlish mini episode and we're going to, I'm going to call them on Tuesday. So I might be able to have it up like Wednesday or Thursday. So there might be another like girlish mini episode this week. Um, look out for that. I'm going to try and hopefully get that recorded and done, but it it will be a short episode, um, that I think would be a really cool story to tell that I want to have on the girlish channel, uh, because I think it, it's a unique story and I really want to share it, but some cool stuff is happening. Yeah. So I guess at the end of the day, the biggest thing is just take a deep breath. Like it's, it's kind of hard to really just absorb everything that's going on right now. And it, it sucks. And the only thing that we can really do is like we've said, keep pushing forward, keep being vocal, educating yourself and being aware of what's going on in the country um, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean that we're going to change much, but you know, the, the least that we could do is just fight back. Like, obviously this isn't something that we should just roll over and think is okay. And like, let it be, it's fucked up and they should know that. And people should be upset. People should be protesting. By the way, can we, we just briefly mention that Miss Marjorie Taylor Greene is like calling <laughs> AOC an insurrectionist because they had protests against like they were holding up signs babe how what, that's not an insurrection anyway she miss woman like did you see an aoc tweet like i'm like after yeah. this protest i i don't have to call the president for a, a pardon the way that you did so yeah. i think i i think you're projecting a little bit so yeah um so much good stuff that I wish that like I just want to joke about and like have fun to take her mind off things. But I do think it's important to be serious. This episode felt like a lot of like our older episodes where we just had a topic and we just talked straight about it for for an hour. And I hope you guys were able to stick with us through that. And I know that this episode may be hard to listen to. Sometimes when it like uh, I like am watching content, I don't want to hear about what's going on because I'm just trying to drown out the noise. Like I, I'm just trying to like make sure that or like reinforce the idea that this isn't happening but like we just can't make an episode and not talk about this like this is really important so thank you for bearing with us and uh next week i can't say officially because i don't know what what's in the pipeline but it's gonna be fun we we want to bring back our fun we want to bring back the structure and the structure will be made like it it'll be good i promise yeah. And again, thank you for listening through this difficult one. It's it's always hard for us to kind of like talk about this type of stuff or not necessarily hard, but like it's this is just a conversation between the two of us. And I feel like after we have such a deep conversation, we're like, wow, that, that like takes a lot of energy out of you. And I'm sure it takes a lot of energy out of you just by listening about all the horrible things that are happening. Um, so I think you should do something fun if you stuck through this entire episode. Like, do something 
happy and cheerful to distract you from what we just talked about for an hour. Read a book. (laughs) Um, Disconnect. I was going to bring up something else just before we ended up or ended this call. Um, I forget, but regardless, I'm I'm really happy with um, that. We were able to just like sit down and talk and it'll be cool. The things coming up and Oh, 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 if you guys have ideas or there are videos or topics regarding the trans community, regarding anything pop culture that you want to hear our takes on, DM us because we are always looking for content and things to talk about. Some weeks we have more than others. And I just want to make sure that we are going to talk about the things you want to hear. We can like, if there's a tweet that you're like, this is so ridiculous and you want us to read, we'd love to do a dramatic reading or maybe like you have a family member who like shared the most ridiculous Facebook post. We'd love to do that one like that too. Like there, there's really a lot of options for this. So if you have any recommendations or anything you want to send to us, send it our way because we'd love, love, love to just like goof off and have fun. Yeah, send us the cringiest Facebook, <laughs> LinkedIn, Twitter, literally anything. If it makes you wince when you're reading it, we want to see what it is. So yeah, definitely <laughs> send things our way. You can send things to us on Instagram. You can DM us individually or you can DM us on Girlish. Um, you can even comment on any of our posts. Let us know what you thought about our conversations or new topics that you want us to discuss or really anything. Um, so yeah, thank you guys so much for listening stay strong and fuck turfs fuck turfs <laughs> bye <laughs>